Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. What's going on, everybody? It's uh, 48 Minutes Network. Um, uh, just the two of us tonight, uh, me and, and my illustrious brother, Joshua, Odellis, Ferellis, Montellis, Overzealous, Hayes. What's good, my brother? Hey, nothing, man. I, I think this might be the first time it's just been you and I doing one of these together. <laughs> I know, man. It's been a minute. It's definitely been a minute, you know what I mean, uh, since me and you have had the chance to to chop it up and and um, and go live on the 48-minute network. Um, so um, our boy uh, Timmy D uh, and the rest of the crew have been covering these early college games um, with college games slated. Uh, you want to check into the 48 minutes and all the socials. Uh, we got Ryan Luster out there taking pictures and, and doing some of the media stuff. Uh, we got Parker Fields, uh, Sean Mackey covered a game last night, Tim's covering games. So uh, myself and Josh will also be covering some games. So, man, you want to get on our socials, um, you know, 48 Minutes NTWRK uh, on the Twitters, Facebooks, YouTubes. You want to follow us. Uh, we do you know, recaps of the local games, uh, Xavier, UC, NKU. I mean, we get them all covered. So. Uh, you need to check us out. We will be yeah, on they got, there. They we'll picked some good on. games to go to as well. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we we uh, we will be covering the tri-state. If you are in the Cincinnati area, or if you are uh, abroad or living throughout the country, and you still want to cover and follow your local schools, NKU, UC, or Xavier, man, check us out. So um, on to NBA news, um, Josh. I'm going to make this short and simple um, The because uh, we promised ourselves we weren't going to delve into this and we still won't delve into it. I don't want to. I think we talked about it enough last week about how, um, you know, the Brooklyn situation and Kyrie is all a mess anyway. So we're not going to get into that. I am going to mention, though, that he that he didn't uh, meet with the commissioner. Um, the talks were supposedly pleasant. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Moving on. <laughs> right. And um, I'm, I'm going to move right along with you. I have nothing to say whatsoever. Yeah. But yeah, we're, um, yeah. one of the reasons we wanted to jump on real quick and kind of talk is because yesterday we got to see something that has never happened in the history of the NBA before where all 30 teams played on the same night. Crazy. So they had 15 games on the schedule and they – sent those games and they played uh, each game started 15 minutes apart from each other. Mm-hmm. So um, I thought that was cool. If you have game pass, I mean, it was probably crazy to watch just like games everywhere. Like you didn't know what game to watch, what was going on. And there ended up being some, some pretty good games last night. So um, I know we're going to touch base a little bit on some of those games. Like I said, I thought it was really cool. Um, and I know that I had looked it up. Because I was like, man, it can't be that the, that all the teams had never played on the same day before. And sure enough, um, that was the first time ever. And for a good cause, um, you yeah. know, I think a lot of these teams are using their, um, 
their resources for like pollings for like voting mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, so there are no games slated tonight whatsoever um, because yeah. they all were yesterday. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, like you said, it, it's, it's a good cause. I, I know a lot of the, um, a lot of the NBA stars ha- have been promoting getting out and voting and uh, a lot of the arenas actually are polling places. So they, they, um, they've lent their resources to that. And, and it's, of course, a worthy cause, you know, like I said, we're not super political here, uh, but it is cool to see the NBA get out and support voting and, and voting for things that you believe in, you know, whatever it is that you believe. So uh, it was cool to see that. Um, it was cool to see my man, Miles Turner, get 37 and get his 1000th block last night uh, as the Pacers continue to win. Uh, and and uh, beat a really good Pelicans team. So uh, I, w- I was really stoked about that um, just because, you know, we're playing without Chris Durante. He's hurt, uh, but our young guys are stepping up. Uh, Halliburton has played, still playing well. Um, uh, Math- okay, I struggle saying his name. Uh, Mathene. Um, I oh yeah, I, uh, yeah. It, <laughs> I, I struggle, trust me, man. Some of these, I some love watching play. Man, I struggle to say his name, hard. though. But dude, he, they they all have been playing uh, Matherin. I think it's how you say it, Matherin. Um, but they've Just all been playing well. Just call him Benny. Call him Benny Buckets. You know what I mean? Benny, Benny Buckets, Buckets is his name. You know what I mean? So, uh, but yeah, the, the watch the watch this young team. Like I said last week, the watch this young team grow and mature and. And and play selfless basketball. It's been really cool. But man, there were also some really really cool games. Josh, you mentioned before we got onto the broadcast, um, you're liking the confident, more confident, more outgoing, more outlandish Steph Curry uh, as he uh, hit a big shot last night, and they beat the the Kings, uh, one sixteen one thirteen. So what are you what are you seeing in Steph Curry? Now that you haven't seen in in the last, you know, however, you know, however many years that he's been playing and well, been on top and been an MVP. You know, one of, one of the things I'm not worried about is the Golden State started off at four and seven and no panic for me whatsoever because they have that championship pedigree. You know, mm-hmm. they just came off a win in the championship. It's probably going to take a lot to just get them motivated. Um, I know they want to win another one, um, but they're trying to get a lot of these young guys into the game and um, they're trying to kind of see how they fit in. And, you know, they really want to get Wiseman in into that starting role at some point. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're getting guys like Kaminga and Poole and Moody all involved, but for, for I don't know what it is. It, it started, it started in the playoffs last year where I think Steph Curry just got sick of everybody saying like, he's too little like he's a baby face. Like yeah. he doesn't have that dog in him. And then in the middle of that Denver series, um, when they were playing the nut the Nuggets, and he went down and he hit that shot and he put him to bed with the with the sleepy face like this. Yeah. Like ever since that, ever since he did this, he's been on like a whole different level. Yeah. Like he got a tech and almost got thrown out of the game. Right. I mean, he was like, he was like up in the rest face yelling at him. Uh, but, but the, but, uh, they played the Kings last night and, uh, the, the crowd was just giving Steph just a bunch of, they were just giving him a bunch of noise and he came down towards the end of the game and hit a long three in, in, in mm-hmm. somebody's face. 
And he just looked at the crowd and he said a couple words and then he put his kind of hand out. Like, I don't hear y'all speaking now. Like what's up now. And I was like, where has this stuff been at then since he's been in the league? Like, I like this guy. Like, because I feel like he's getting better. I know this sounds crazy. Like, I feel like the guy's getting better. Like he's getting mm-hmm. better with age, you know, like it's almost like he's like, like he's playing that Sean, he's playing that big Sean song in the background. Like, I don't, with you right right (laughs) yeah 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 i think that i think a lot of that with steph man is just um i I think after a while you just get tired of naysayers you know what i mean like even though they just came off a championship season everybody still doubts them even though they've started slow you know and i you know he hears it you know you you start off the season with the draymond incident you start off losing four four games in a row. People are starting to doubt his team, his ability. You know, Clay Thompson has struggled coming out the gate. So I think he's kind of had to uh, – and you saw this a little bit with LeBron. Uh, when he first got to the Lakers and, and, his, and his year where he won the championship with Clay, like they embraced the bad guy. You know, like They embraced being that guy that pumps the crowd up, that guy that gets booed in the arena. That guy that that doesn't get the respect that he thinks that he should deserves, rightfully so. And I think he embraces that, especially with the struggles that Golden State has started out with. You know, uh, you were reading about, you know, Steve Kerr switching up the lineup and, and, you know, maybe he needs to, you know, play Clay less minutes or, you know, there was just different things going on. And I think a lot of that falls on him as the leader of that team. So when he feels that pressure, as most greats do, they embrace it, and then it becomes, all right, well, if you guys want to doubt us, you guys want to doubt what we're doing, you guys want to doubt you know, our pedigree and the four championships that we've been able to win, all right, now I've become the bad guy. And you saw that, like I said, you've seen that with LeBron. You saw that with Kobe when when Kobe was going through his you know, stuff uh, with you know, the incident in Colorado and people were hating on him and doubting him and this – and then you, you know, you know, Shaq left and you saw that mentality and Kobe change. And, and that's when the Black Mamba came out and you're like, ooh, like this guy, this guy is he's different. And he was already different before, like with Shaq. But man, when he went from, you know, eight to 24, like it was a switch. And in those first couple of years, man, you could see it. And I think that's where Steph Curry is now. I think Steph Curry has been uh, I think he's always kind of had that aim. but you know, I, I think it's bothered him to coming off of a championship that people still doubt that team and that team's pedigree. So I think he's getting a little bit of that mentality where he, he's starting to play with that edge, which, like you said, I, I love to see it as well. It, it's it's but it's really the, cool to me. Here's the crazy thing about this, though, Ben, is that he's only played 10 games. He set out a game. I think mm-hmm. the whole all the starters set out one game. And they almost won that game, by the way. Mm-hmm. But I want you to listen to this. So he's in year year 14, 34 okay. years old. Okay. I know it's only it's a small sample size. It's 10 games. Highest field goal percentage he's ever had in a season. He's shooting mm-hmm. 51.51%. His splits right now, 51, 43, 94 from the free throw line. Wow. He's averaging 32 and a half, seven and seven. 
Okay. Jeez, Pete. He's never been this good, ever. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean. And that's with him starting off bad. Like, he started off bad the first couple games, like, shooting bad. You know, I think he's trying to – but, like, last night, 17 of 24 from the field, 7 of 12 from three-point range. Like, like, what do you do in that instance? Like, when when you've made him mad and now he's this guy. Like, you want him to be the villain. (laughs) So, now he's the villain, right? And now he's this guy. Like, you just made like a – you just turned him into like a legit monster that can't be stopped. Yeah. And like I said, Kerr will get the rest of Golden State under control. I'm not worried about that. I never thought they were going to come in here and be like a 60-win team, you know, team season this year. Um, I just know right now, like, he's he's on that tear where – remember that – was it that month of April that he had? Um, Mm -hmm. The year that they went into the play-in game and they lost to the Lakers – like that that whole month where that, that's how he's playing right now. That's the scary yeah. stuff. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, he's 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 just a different level dude right now, uh, and he has to be because his team is struggling. And and, and um, I, you know, I I think he's em- embracing that that role um, wholeheartedly. So, another team that we wanted to discuss tonight. Uh, and it was one of the one of my surprise teams, um, the Utah Jazz. Um, last night they played the Lakers, and I mean, not not saying that this is a monumental feat, but they 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 put the I mean they put the smackdown on the Lakers. Hey man, uh, we, we said 23. we said we weren't going to talk about the Lakers, and yet right <laughs> Utah, Utah's Lakers not even trying to be just, first in the West, and yeah, we ain't got no right. choice but to. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, I, we can talk about them taking an L. So they're they're not they're not the discussion point. So they they are in the discussion, but not the discussion point. Um, but you talk about the Utah Jazz. This is a team that you know they traded away Donovan Mitchell. They traded away Rudy Gobert. Everybody thought they were going to fall flat on their face. And you look up, and they're nine and three. Um, and, and the big surprise has been Laurie Markkinen. I mean, Laurie Markkinen has played out of his mind these Man, first you know, twelve me, games. Me, myself, and I, Sean and Tim, all who are Bulls fans on here, mm-hmm. has like been wanting to know like where this guy was in Chicago. Like we couldn't string together, <laughs> we couldn't string together a, a full week of him being like consistent. And now all of a sudden he's in Utah, like. Hey, I'm trying to be first team All NBA out here, like just yeah. falling out of control. Yeah, I mean, he's another guy though. I mean, he doesn't shoot it great from three, but he's shooting 53 percent from the field and 86 from the line, and averaging almost nine rebounds a game, almost averaging a block a game. Um, you know, I mean, he's he's playing really well. I mean, and averaging 20, almost 22 points a game. I mean, it's that's a it's a that's his highest average he's had since he's been in the league. Um, and so he and came I think- out. Well, he came out with a pretty promising rookie year with the Bulls, mm-hmm. you know, and he was like fifteen and seven or something like that. And he he shot pretty well from the floor um, for a rookie, but then he played sixty eight games. So I was like, cool. And then the next three years, like we got fifty games out of him each year. So like, mm-hmm. you know, we could never get the consistency because he was always hurt. Went to Cleveland for a year, and I, we was all like, yeah, Cleveland got a good deal out of that, you know, with him going there. Missed another 20 games. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So now he's in Utah, and they're like, hey, he's played every game. 
He's playing 30 minutes a game. He's shooting 53% from the field. Like, mm-hmm. he's our guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's – and that I mean, the crazy part about all of this is is that Utah is doing it with, with guys, you know, Colin Sexton, who was kind of written off in Cleveland. Um, you know, he doesn't even – Colin Sexton doesn't even start. He comes off the bench. You know, Jordan Clarkson, who we know is a bucket – I mean that guy. He, I mean he's he's uh, instant twenty points. He's averaging eighteen. Mike Conley, of course, the the veteran. He's still averaging twelve. Kelly Olynyk, who's who starts for them, is averaging twelve. Um, they have a bunch of guys on this roster. Uh, Tht, who is also there, who comes off the bench for them. They've got a bunch of guys on that roster um, who who have decided that you know we're not wanted by anybody else. <laughs> Hey. We'll pull together and play good basketball. Can we just talk games. about? Can we just talk about the all Laker tradeaway team right now? Yeah. Just... <laughs> Hold on, I thought we weren't supposed to. We're supposed to talk about the Lakers, man. We were supposed to talk about the Lakers. Every time I think about, every time I think about the Lakers, I think about is that one championship worth what you gave away? Like, like yeah. they just got guys everywhere flourishing, and like yeah. they're like, man, we hey, we suck right now. Like we, yeah, we, we hey, we absolutely suck. Yeah, no, I no, I, I mean, that's that's the crazy part about it is that those guys are 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 having, you know, great seasons and playing well, and and the Lakers are old and and they they miss that young talent. So we talked about that before, you know, how much they miss all those young guys. Yeah. So so yeah, man, um, they've definitely been balling. Um, the team I want to talk about. Um, I'm going to go to the Eastern Conference, and uh, my team is the uh, Atlanta Hawks. And, oh, yeah. Um, you know, we talked about this, uh, Sean and I did a little bit, was how was Deontay Murray and Trey Young going to fit together? And was, you know, DeAnthony Hunter going to be able to have a comeback? And, like, were they – we knew what they had in John Collins. We knew what they had in Trey Young. We knew what they had in Clint Capella. Um but we didn't know what the rest of the team was going to give them, right? Mm-hmm. And um, they've gotten some surprises out of guys like the rookie AJ Griffin. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, dude, he went for uh, 24 last night. Yeah, he went for 24 last night, and the Holiday Boys. You know, they've been yeah. some some contributors. Um, but the real thing is, is that Murray and Young have figured out how to play that backcourt together this fast. Um, and, um, we already know Murray was a dog in San Antonio. Um, we've talked about him multiple times on the show, like how great we think he is only 26 years old. Um, he's still got probably another eight to 10 years left that, that where he's going to play at this level. And, you know, he's out there putting up 22 and eight uh, mm-hmm. along next to Trey Young's, you know, whatever, and whatever. And Trey Young, didn't play last night and they played the Bucks and handed the Bucks their first loss. Yeah. I mean, not only handing them their first loss, blew them out. Blew them out. Blew them out. So so him and so Trey Young and Deontay Murray together are averaging 18 assists a game. Yeah. Trey Young's still averaging 28, 28 and nine assists. Yeah. I mean, and, <laughs> and Deontay Murray's in the high eight. So like think about that. You're getting 18 assists or out of two kid, out of two players in your backcourt every mm-hmm. night, so that not yeah. only are they shooting, they're not being selfish either. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's probably been the biggest thing. 
uh, for that Atlanta team is that those two have been able to um, figure out how to play off of one another and also get other guys involved. I mean, like you said, Hunter's still playing good minutes. Collins is still playing minutes. You still have Clint Capella. You've got uh, Justin and Aaron Holiday are giving you good minutes. Uh, the rookie Griffin is giving you good minutes. So they're getting, I mean, they're get, they've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They have nine guys that last night that played over 20 minutes. I mean, that's that's insane. That's deep. That's real deep. And that's without Trey Young playing. So, I mean, it, it, you know, I don't know if one of those guys took minutes from Trey, which I'm sure they probably did. But even still, you have nine guys that can give you 20-plus minutes um, and, and score the basketball and get in and, and play the kind of basketball that Atlanta wants to play. I mean, that's 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 a that's yeah, a so recipe they got, for so they got about really eight guys for the season right now, averaging about 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're deeper than expected. Uh, the you know, the Murray Trey Young experiment so far has proven to be really well because both of them have been able to play off of one another. They both have been unselfish, and they both have gotten other people involved um, in in the offensive scheme um, and, and what they want to do. Well, and they're playing they're playing fairly good defense. I mean, they only gave up ninety eight points to a Milwaukee Bucks team that was undefeated going into it. So, yeah. um, well, again, the Bucks is the Bucks are running into that issue where. Um, I actually don't know what's wrong, but um, um, Middleton is not playing right now again. Yeah. <laughs> so we know we know we know without Middleton, the Bucks do not win a chip. Like we, we he he's that he's that big of a piece to what they do. Um, yeah. You know, and he takes a lot of pressure off of of, of Giannis. Um, but like we've all said, like we like the Bucks roster. Like we love Bobby Portis. Like dude is. Is hilarious, you know. They mm-hmm. Serge Ibaka, uh, Jordan Nora starting to get some some George Hill. Like they're deep as Wesley Matthews. Like they're deep. Like the Bucks are deep. Um, and the Hawks like are like, hey, we're just as deep as some of these teams in the East, and we feel like we can compete. Um, you know, they're getting some good minutes out of out of players like um, um, Akongwu. You know, like I don't think they really knew what they were going to get out of him. And you yeah. know, he's he's out there like, hey. I'm I'm playing 20, 20 plus minutes a game. I'm giving you, you know, what you need. 21 years old. Like, so this Atlanta Hawks team is also pretty young, you know, when you yeah. start looking at some of the guys that are playing um consistent minutes. So that's my uh that's my team in the in the East. Um I think we expected them to be kind of around the 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 five, six range. Uh was what we kind of talked about. Like they weren't gonna be in that first four um come playoff time, but as of right now. Um, I think they're trying to prove us wrong. Yeah, I, that Eastern Conference, man, I'm telling you, it's it's got a lot of really young, good teams in it. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out once we get to, like, the All-Star break. Because if you look at the standings, uh, the top 10 Eastern Conference teams are all four and a half games from the top. I mean, it's not a big spread. I mean, that's Philadelphia is at is at ten right now, and they're five and six. I mean, you know, 
I mean, it, it's uh, it, it's kind of crazy to think about the, you know, the 76ers sit at five and six and they're four and a half out. Um, but there's teams in that top 10, like we talked about before, that, you know, you weren't really expecting. And there's teams out of the top 10 in the East that you were expecting, i.e. Brooklyn, i.e. Miami. Um, you know, so it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. Which of those teams fall off? Which of those teams move up? You know, can Brooklyn recover? Can Miami play better? Um, Miami just has not been playing really good basketball, but they usually start the season off really slow anyway. Um, mm-hmm. And then and then they turn it on like around the All-Star break or a little bit after. Um, you got Toronto, who, who now is without Pascal Siakam for at least, I think they said, two to four weeks. Um, so, you know, are they going to slide? Are they going to be able to continue to play? Um, Cleveland, of course. Cleveland is one of those teams that, you look at their roster from top to bottom, um, and then we've talked about them before. They've got depth. They've got guard scoring. They've got wing scoring. They've got uh, a front court with with Allen and um, with Allen and Mobley. Uh, they got a bench guys with Love. I know we talked about this last week. Um, I think Cleveland is the team in the East. I think that will will set the bar eventually at some point. Um, to me, they've got enough of a roster to be able to to uh, compete with the Boston Celtics, compete with the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I think that's the team that I think will stay in there. Um, I, I don't think my Pacers will, will, will hold on. I just think we have too much youth. Um, the Knicks are up there. I don't think they'll hold on because, of course, they're the Knicks. I think Brooklyn will sometimes pull – at some point pull together – and I think Miami at some point will pull it together. So it'll be interesting to see how this East Eastern Conference shakes out. Um, just because uh, I think there will be some teams that will slide around, some teams that will stay. Um, hey, the crazy so, – so you know how I am. You're, you're probably the same way. We're Eastern Conference guys. Mm-hmm. Our teams were always in the same division growing up. Mm-hmm. So they had that central division, Cavs, Bulls, Pacers – I've always disliked the Cavs, even before LeBron got there. And then right. I'm not a big LeBron fan to begin with. So, like, yeah. I never um, I never thought that I would be able to um, say this, but, like, I full-fledged am going to get a Cleveland Cavaliers jersey. And, like, obviously, you know, I'm going to get my guy Mitchell because he's from Louisville. Um, you know how I do, man. Rep the L's. But oh, yeah. I also okay. just like watching this team play right now. Like, they're yeah. just fun. Like, they're very well built. And I think there were some people that were, um, for the for the, for the the sake of life, were just like, I just hope Cleveland just never is good again because they, you know, didn't put a team around LeBron and blah, 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 blah. Like, it was bound to happen at some point. I yep. mean, they, they they made trades and, 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 and I, dude, getting Mitchell – and the way he's playing right now, like they have six oh. guys averaging double figures right now. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell does not get enough credit. And I cannot believe that he's not on people's MVP boards. Um, the way he's came out and played these first games, this first um, first part of the season, um, like to me, to me, there's not a question that he's a top four player in the league. Not, not a question. 
I mean, I mean, he's averaging 31, four and six. And, and he's, I mean, the Cavaliers are sitting right now, which with their young nucleus, they're sitting right now at eight and two. Um, to me, he's played, he's played at a, at an all NBA level. And I, I thought that he should be considered in that, in, in that early MVP talk. Um, I think he's leading that team. But on top of that, too, you're also you're also getting, um, you know, Darius Garland's back, and I think he had like an eye injury or, or 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 something like that. But he's just now getting back. Uh, we already talked about the the ceiling for Evan Mobley, um, Jared Allen, Kevin Love. I mean, I, I think that this I think that this team, for me, looking at them from top to bottom, um, is the to me is the team that could knock off the bucks just because of their, uh, just because of their flexibility, their wing scoring and what they're able to do. So, so right now, I, I guess we have to say, um, Utah won the off season, right? Apparently Utah won the off season with, <laughs> yeah. with, with getting rid of Rudy, getting rid of Mitchell yeah. first in the West and have, 3,242 first round draft picks over the next like five years. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you look at it, yeah, they they got more out of, out of Lori marketing than anybody has in his first five years in the league. Uh, and he, they, you know, Colin Sexton, which, you know, Cleveland to me, Cleveland didn't lose anything with, with, moving Colin Sexton, but Utah gained a lot. Because uh, Mike Conley, I mean, Mike Conley is a, he's a, a veteran guard, but he's he's an older guard. And Sexton can kind of step into that role of playing those more minutes. Um, and, and they've been able to to get guys and put guys in that spot uh, to help Utah be the way they are. So, so just to, yeah. to just to give everybody kind of a, a of an idea of how Utah looks in the next few years. So next year in the draft, they have three first round draft picks. Um, they have a pick from Houston, Brooklyn, or Philly. And I'm I, the way that I've I think that works is that like they get whatever team finishes the worst. That's the pick they yeah. get. So they're probably gonna be Houston. So yeah. then they have their own pick, and then they get an unprotected pick from Minnesota. And 2024, yeah. they have a first-round pick, but they have to give that pick to OKC, who is the other team that's got all the first-round draft picks. So it's so so there's 30 first-round draft picks, and Cleveland and OKC have all of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just and then 2025, they have three first-round draft picks. 26, they got one, and then 27, they have three. 28, they have one. 29, they have three. So in the next six years, they have 15 first-round draft picks. Jeez. That's crazy. That's crazy. I, you know, yeah, they. I mean, you have to say they won, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, they're, you know, they're sitting at, at top of that division. Not, I mean, I don't know if that'll last or not, but, uh, you got a lot of you got a lot of ability to make moves. If, if I, I would say this, if they continue to play at the stretch they're playing and continue to win games, I would assume that they they will possibly try to make a trade with all those draft picks 
and bring somebody in to help them. Imagine they can trade up. They can. There's all kinds of stuff they can do. They're like, hey, we want to give four first round draft picks up to get number one to get Victor. I mean, like, there's so much stuff they could do in these drafts um, to build their team around stuff. Um, And if any has not mentioned who did not win right now at all this was the Timberwolves because they are struggling. They are struggling bad. Yeah, Um, yeah, they are struggling. They got beat by the Knicks last night. So they did. Oh, hold on. We got a question. Uh, Oh, our man, Ajiman, Ajiman Garrett. I said the Knicks will make the playoffs. No, they won't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sorry, Aj. Um, They, AJG, that's our boy. Um, But uh, no, the Knicks won't make the playoffs. (laughs) So. So they're sitting. Hey, they're sitting right now at, at forty-two and or five and five. Um, at this at, at this exact moment, the Knicks are in the eighth spot. Yeah. If, if they if they play out the season as is and they stay five hundred and go forty-two and forty-two, they will make the playoffs. But the Knicks are the Knicks. Right. Uh, something's gonna happen. Something right. will happen at the end of the season that's going to cause the Knicks. I, I want them to make the playoffs. The year they made the playoffs and played Atlanta, like I was hyped for that, seeing the garden. Yeah. Like, and it, was, it was good. The Knicks being in the playoffs is good for the NBA. For I mean, for sure. For sure. Here's, here's what's going to happen, though, because we all, we especially we do, we know our boy Tibbs out here. You know. Right. <laughs> he's he's going he's gonna to take his guys, you know, and whoever it may be, whether it be R.J. Barrett, Brunson, Randall, you know, some of these younger guys, he's going to play them 40 minutes a game. Yeah. And by the end of the season, they're going to be so worn out. Like they, they, they're not going to be able to finish. Yeah. Yep. He'll shrink his bench to like six. AJG. I hope you're right, man. I do hope the Knicks make the playoffs. Cause uh, <laughs> I would like to see him back there. Well, here's, here's the thing. And this is what we talked about before. I think Philly will finish better than they will. I think Brooklyn will finish better than they will. And, and I think Miami will finish better than they will. So, the, uh, you know, there's got to be some movement somewhere. So you're really um, thinking like the I do think that the Knicks? I, well, I, well, I think the Pacers and the Knicks will probably be the two teams that get pushed out of there. Um, I mean, uh, trust me, I want to believe in the Pacers. Um, I really do. Um, but I, I think that. Of those teams, even with Brooklyn being Brooklyn the way they are, and 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 all, everything in kind of shambles right now, I still think that that the guy that we're not going to mention uh, will get back get back from suspension, um, and and uh, and Kevin Durant still Kevin Durant, um, <laughs> the guy they, the guy formerly known as Uncle Drew, <laughs> yeah, the guy formerly the guy formerly known as Uncle Drew. Um, will come back, and I and I think that that team will that team will make the playoffs. Uh, in Miami, we already talked about Miami. Already start always starts slow. They they build once they get after the All Star break, then Miami starts to play really well. So I think that those two teams, and I think the two teams that don't make it will be the Pacers and the Knicks. I think they get pushed out. I think Washington will play well enough to to be in there, and Philly I think will play better. You know I think Joel Embiid. Uh, he's an MVP caliber player, and I think that 
I think that he will lift that team to a play to a playoff spot. So, all right. So, what about the West? Um, how I know we talked about Utah a lot. How long can they sustain staying number one? Oh, um, yeah. There's three teams three. Well, there's really four teams right behind them that have three losses, and that's Phoenix, Portland, Denver, Dallas, mm-hmm. um, and then the Grizzlies are at seven and four. Um, I'm super shocked about the Blazers right now. Uh, I don't yeah. know what's going on up there. Sean and I kind of touched about this a couple weeks ago. Um, I do believe Denver, Dallas, and Memphis will all be there. Um, I believe the Clippers will be there when they to figure out what's going on with Hawaii. Um, yeah. Who uh, basically what I've saw today is is now they're saying he's out indefinitely. Oh really? Yeah. That see that changes the landscape for me because, uh, like I, I mean I Paul George is a phenomenal player I, and and this is no knock on him. Um, I think that team still makes the playoffs without Kawhi. I just think I just don't think they have enough to to make any any run. You have to have that other guy, and I don't think it's John Wall. It's not you know it's not Zubats. It's not. Terrence Mann, it's not Robert Covington, it's not Nick Batoon, it's not the one of the Moors, but like it's those guys can't be a can't be a Robin to Paul George's Batman. I, I just don't think they none of those guys can do it. Um Kawhi is the only guy that has gives you that ability. And if Kawhi doesn't play 40 games in the season and tries to come in the playoffs, I just I just don't know if you get that kind of cohesiveness that kind of you know what you need to be able to make a playoff push and and on those games he's going to play every night you know which you know Kawhi could do it but you know I I don't know I I think I think the Clippers can make the playoffs but it'll be tough without if Kawhi's out indefinitely that means you're putting just more and more on Paul George which I think he can handle it but he just doesn't have anybody else to be step up and do what a Kawhi Leonard can do you're right. Um, so the Jazz and the Blazers, I don't know how long they can sustain this. Now, if we get 30, 40 games in and they're still sitting mm-hmm. in the top four, then I'm I guess we're gonna have to we're gonna have to buy at that point. Um, mm-hmm. but I look at teams like the Pelicans and the Warriors are definitely gonna move up. I really yep. like the New Orleans team. Um, Brandon Ingram and, and McCullum and Zion together. Um, I think that at any given night, if they're all on, they can beat any team in the NBA. They're young, they're athletic, talented, um, and they've they've been playing together well. Um, and then also they got um, they got a couple of guys that they've been able to use. Trey Murphy the third has been fantastic for out of nowhere. He's up to thirty yeah. minutes a game. Um, we like Herbert Jones because of his uh, defense. Uh, Valanchunas has always been a dog. So it's not like, you know, Tim's boy, Najee Marshall's been getting some run. Um, mm-hmm. And then you got the, you got the thief in the night, Alvarado. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, just, he, just keep, he just keeps himself on the floor, making play after play after play all the time. So um, I like this team. And I know right now, um, I know right now they're, they're sitting where they're sitting at, but um, both Ingram and Zion were hurt. Like Zion got kind of, fouled really hard on a play and kind of fell on his hip and yeah um, missed a couple games. They're sitting at five and five. They will be better than 500. Um, 
So I see them moving up. I see Golden State moving up. I don't know about Minnesota. Oklahoma City, eh. The Kings, eh. Rockets, yeah. eh. And the Lakers, eh. So those four teams I don't see getting in. The Lakers maybe may figure out and make a run for that last spot, uh, the nine or the ten spot. But yeah. um, the Grizzlies, the Mavs, the Nuggets, and the Suns, like those teams have all already showed me that what they're, they're going to be in the playoffs regardless. Um, Jaws is killing it right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luca, Luca, which I I picked Giannis to win the MVP, but Luca right now to me is the front runner for the MVP. He he started out the season ten or nine straight games over thirty points. To these um, thirty six, eight and eight. Oh my god! <laughs> and like, oh my gosh, Luca. <laughs> I mean, I knew he was good, but goodness. Don't do it to him, Luca. Right now, and and oh, and he's efficiently goodness. doing that, though, Ben. He's efficiently doing fifty-two percent from the floor. Um, oh my! Like, that's gosh. not Luca. That's not Luca, man. Yeah, Luca ain't never that's... shot. Luca ain't never never shot fifty from the floor. He's also yeah. never shot eighty percent from the free throw line, which he's almost at right now. Wow. So yeah, Luca. Luca and almost averaging two steals a game. Like now he's acting like he's playing defense. Right. So hey, so the other night, uh, my kids and I were having a conversation, and like I don't think they understand. They were like, oh, some of these guys in the 80s and 90s could never play in today's league. And I said, listen, I said, I'm letting y'all know right now, Larry Legend is a carbon copy of Luka Doncic. Like if we took Larry and his speed and like how he played the game back then and you brought him to the league now, he's doing what Luca's doing. Like that, that's who he was back then. And yeah. you know, he was a better shooter than Luca. Luca's probably a better ball handler. Um, but the speed of how Larry played the game, the speeding up and the slowing down and the fake passes and the, the fadeaway one, like, like all that, like that was Larry back then. And the way the game is spaced out now, like, Y'all letting Larry put up 30 a night, man. I was like, trust me. I was like, Luca, there is nothing special about Luca's game when you watch him play. He is just crafty and he is very skilled at like getting the spots on the floor. And like he has an array of moves that he can get the ball off. And that's just who he is. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I, I'll say this 80, 80. 83 through 86 bird. I yeah, I mean that 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 right there. I'm not talking yeah, about dream team bird. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, we we're talking about like 83 through 86, like MVP Larry, like that that dude right there was a problem. Yeah, He's and that's absolute problem. Look, that's who Lucas reminded me of right now. And like Lucas another guy like on the court, like he's got that dog in him. Like yeah. Lucas definitely got that dog in him. And he yeah, does not no like to lose. And th- I tell you what, we didn't know how it was going to work. Them getting Christian Wood um, yeah. definitely has uh, made a difference. Because, oh, yeah, um, absolutely. He's been playing. And I, and I tell you what, man, they're getting some big minutes. out. I mean, we've seen some of these other guys. Like Hardaway Jr.'s back now. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't know how he was going to come back playing. But, you know, he's, he's averaging double digits. He's shooting decent. You know, for the most part, everybody's struggling a little bit from the floor, but he's shooting decent. Christian Woods killing it. Uh, Dinwiddie's yeah. killing it. Um, you Finney know, what's Smith crazy is, is 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 Christian Wood comes off the bench for them. 
I didn't know that. JaVel McGee starts for them. Yeah, or JaVel McGee I I starts. I had no idea. And then, and then Christian Wood gets the majority of the minutes. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Maybe Jason. Well, Kidd we saw is Christian a- Wood. I mean, we saw him. He, and he, I mean, in Houston, he was just, he was dominant and they were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so now you put him with a Luca and a, and a Dinwiddie and a Hardaway Jr. and a Finney Smith and all these different people. Yeah. He's, he's, he's around some people that can play now. They have nine guys on their roster averaging 17 minutes or more. Yeah. Seven average. That's another, that's another minutes. team that's deep. Yeah. That's but another team. But that's they're deep. getting, they're getting, Really good minutes out of guys like Josh Green and McGee and um, Dwight Powell. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. We knew the other guys, Bullock and Keebler, like they were contributors last year. Like we knew they right. were going to be out on the floor. Um, but here's the thing: I think people don't realize now is that dude Christian Woods out here shooting threes. He shoots threes at a 46 percent clip, and it's not like and it's not like he's shooting one every now and then. He's shooting three a game. Like it's not right. like you know what I'm saying, and dude, Luca's got shooters around him right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, for sure. So we so we said what Golden State gets in right. Mm-hmm. So if we're looking at it now, Golden State, Golden State gets in. Uh, what about San Antonio? That's been a. I mean, they're five and six right now, and, and they're. I mean, they're playing with. I mean. They've got guys. Keldon Johnson stepped up huge for them. He's averaging twenty four. Um, he's averaging twenty four points a game for them right now. The other one that has really played well uh, is their little is the other shooting guard, uh, Devin Vassell. Mm-hmm. Like he's played really well as well, averaging twenty points a game. I don't know if it's sustainable, um, and I don't know if they get passed up because when we were talking about this in our previews, San Antonio was supposed to be. Uh, in Tanksville, right? Like they were trying. Well, to- here's the here's the problem with San Antonio is that they they have ran into the meat and potatoes of their schedule. Yeah. So they've lost four in a row. Yeah. And they lost to the Rappers, the Clippers, and the Nuggets twice. And now they play the Grizzlies, the Bucks, and the Warriors, and the Blazers right after. Oh that. yeah. So <laughs> so <laughs> grand opening, grand closing. <laughs> they were like, yay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. but think about it. they started out the season they were like they beat the Pacers and that game yep. was pretty close. Yep. Um, the first game of the season they got drugged by Charlotte, but then they beat the Sixers, and so everybody yep. was like, "Oh, okay, San Antonio." And then they turn around and beat the Wolves, mm-hmm. and then they turn around and beat the Bulls, and then they turn around and beat the Wolves again. And they right. were like, "All right, we might have something out here." You know, we started out the season six and two, and they were like, "Nah, player." Um, yeah. Well, four we figured out. And we also figured out that the Wolves are are, are, are not as are not starting off as well as we thought they would. Um, and some of those wins they're looking at, they're like, yeah, maybe those weren't good wins. But like you said, they start to hit the grind of their schedule, um, and, and they can start to have some issues. I there so, might that that five game stretch they might not win a game. Yeah, that 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 stretch is brutal. That stretch is brutal. That is really brutal. So um, the other thing is, though, with, with with Minnesota, you know, and they're they're sitting kind of right there, but like <laughs> they got they got what five wins? Yeah. So they're so out of their five wins, they beat Oklahoma City, 
twice. The Lakers, Ooh. San Antonio, and the Rockets. <laughs> oh, they've got terrible wins. So they got they now come up wins. They now come up against Phoenix, Memphis, Cleveland, Philly, Miami, Pacers, Warriors, and then they play the Hornets and the Magic in there. Um, oh, but like man. they're about to run into a little bus all like if they don't get it figured out like they, they go be they go be trying to get a draft pick. Yeah, and there's no reason why they should be bad. Like you look at their roster. I mean, you've got Russell. I mean, if if I told you and you weren't in, and you didn't know these guys were on the same team and I said, "Okay, you can have Rudy Gobert, you can have Russell, Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, Carl Anthony Towns and Jaden McDaniels and that's your that's your starting five. If I told you that, I would assume you'd be fairly happy. Yeah, but here's the problem. I feel like they lost – and I'm pretty sure if we go back and watch one of the um, the pods, I said that I felt like they lost a lot. They lost a yeah. lot of guys that gave them minutes. And those yeah. guys are, you know um, – they, they – you know, they got guys like Jaden McDaniels and Nas Reed and Tyron Prince. And, you know, they got Kyle Anderson from uh, the Grizzlies. Yeah. And uh, Brian Forbes. And, like, which he's on. I don't know. I'm, I'm reading their lot. I'm reading their roster. And they got guys that have been places that have done things. Like, Austin Rivers is like way down the list on their roster. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Austin and Rivers he, has he's, some games. He's missed some games, too. He, yeah. He's, he's had some injury issues. Um, yeah, he's had some injury issues. Kyle Anderson's had some injury issues. So, you know, maybe it's maybe it's that lack of depth um that's been been hurting them. I mean, so so for me, Anthony Edwards is very much Donovan Mitchell-esque. He's a yeah. bigger, I think he's a bigger, more athletic version of Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell had this same problem in Utah. When Rudy Gobert was on the floor, what could Mitchell not really do? He couldn't really drive, drive and get to the yeah. basket. I think yep. Anthony Edwards is having the same issue right now where he can't really drive to the basket because not only do you have Gobert down there, you also have Carl Anthony Towns sometimes like in there. So like the floor is not spread out at all. Yeah. And, you know, you're you're basically turning Edwards into a jump shooter, which he probably shoots around the league average at, you know, 35% from three or whatnot. But we we've seen this guy already in the first two years of his career have some dunks on people that I'm just like, bro, he just shut the studio down. <laughs> right. So right. part of his game is that, you know, he's, he's not really a, a guy that's going to be all fancy and get to the, the lane. And like, he wants to poke on you. Like he wants to end your career. Right. Yeah. So that I think sense. that's the struggle. So if they don't figure out how to spread the floor and like put two guys on and two guys on, and like run first team, second team, and like yeah. spread that. Fl- like it's going to be a struggle for them to get yeah. this figured out. Yeah, they've, they've they've definitely been one of the surprise, like one of the surprise teams that I thought that would be a little bit better having all of that talent. But like like you said, you brought up a good point. Like I, I mean, if you can't spread the floor and get people out of the paint uh, so that their athletic guys can drive to the basket, then yeah, that would make it difficult. So, well, I'm Joshua. excited. 
I'm excited to see what this what this is going to look like over, over the next month and see like where teams change positions and you know is Philly going to pull themselves out of the hole? You know, is Golden yeah. State going to still struggle? Are the Lakers going to still be dumpster fire? You know, <laughs> prune juice trash, like just yeah. Uh, there's a lot of interesting storylines. I mean, it's I think with the Lakers and like I think the Lakers are what they are. But it you know when you have LeBron Anthony Davis, I think the biggest thing with them is I. I I really feel like at some point one of those guys is going to get moved. Like I, I think at some point the pressure of them not being as good as what they should be, I think one of those guys gets moved. Um, I don't know if it's Anthony Davis. I don't know if it's LeBron. Um, but at some point, I think the Lakers will cut their losses and be like, "All right, we we've got to do something, and we so, got to make a move and get some assets, get some assets back." where we can build around whatever we've got. So, Mark Eversley, if you're listening, um, I can't speak for all Bulls fans, but I can probably speak for the Bulls fans on this podcast. We do not want AD. We do not want AD. We don't want him. Yeah. I I know we talked about that the other day, and I know that I, I know that one of one of the three other pod members <laughs> Uh, producer Tim was was adamant that he won Anthony Davis. The other two of you are like, no. no. So I kind of agree with you guys. But like I said, he's he's not on my team. He's not he ain't coming to my team. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, True. I don't see it. So, but yeah. Um, other than that, man, I, I think that uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with some of these teams. There's a lot of storylines out there. A lot of guys, you know, a lot of teams moving, teams up where we didn't think they'd be, teams falling where they, where we we didn't think they'd be. So it'll be interesting to see in this next, uh, I would say, three to four weeks going into the the holidays and Christmas, how these how these teams fall and 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 what they do. So, um, but yeah, man, it's interesting talking East and West. Um, it's interesting talking uh, where these teams will go. Uh, Joshua Dellis, I appreciate uh, appreciate you being on with me tonight. Uh, it was course, a fun man. show. Um, like I said, if you guys get a chance, uh, whatever streaming, uh, podcasting uh, platform that you listen to, please leave us a five-star review. We love them and we appreciate them. Uh, follow all our guys on socials. Um, we got all our social medias out there. Follow 48 Minutes, 48 Minutes, NTWRK on the Twitters, on the Facebooks. Uh, we've got a YouTube channel. We've got a, uh, a TikTok. Uh, I, fo- I I found that out last night um, because they, the TikToks kept popping through because all our guys are out covering the local uh, college game. Um, so if you get a minute, uh, give them a follow. Uh, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, for my man, Joshua Odellis, Ferellis, Overzealous, Montellus, uh, I am Ben Brown. And thank you for listening and watching 48 Minutes. See you guys next week.